Smiling Faces 21 here uh, with greetings of love, hope and faith on our topic, our usual topic, um, why suicide, why not and life. And here with me today I've got a friend and um, a 2CCX member that um, um, she's um, a woman of um, faith that is in charge of, or should I say the director of um, Women at War, and she has a Facebook page um, in regards to, to ensuring um, women, you know, um, pray and have faith and hope as well. So she'll be joining me on this um, platform to actually um, talk about what she's, um, you know, gone through as well in life and hopefully you know her message will help um anybody listening listening out there one person to change their mind or their um thoughts that nobody knows about of um, maybe wanting to um, end their life or the feeling and um hopefully she will be able to um her message will be able to bring um, hope and faith and stop someone out there from trying to end their life. You're welcome, Sharon. So, <laughs> Thank you, Shola. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a privilege to be here with you. I love um, what you're doing and what you're, the topic you're speaking to. And um, it's definitely needed, needed uh, topic out there today in the world. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> Okay, then, um, you know, um, it's whatever, you know, you feel like sharing that um, <laughs> you will share with us today. And um, I, I would just like you to start and just share in terms of, um, you know, your past experiences or what has happened in relation to um, what you faced, maybe the feeling or the thoughts then when you wanted to, when you were thinking of, um, you know, trying to end it uh -huh. um, and why you actually didn't, you know, thank God you did because we right. will be here today, you know. So, you know, just to have an understanding of the, the thought processes, what leads to it, I mean, from your own experience. Sure. And um, just to... You know, just a full, maybe when we understand what people are going through or the, 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 the thought process behind it, that will help as well. Sure, sure. I would love to. Um, well, for me, um, I married very young. I met my first husband when I was only 16. And, um, you know, we got together quickly. I, I moved in with him before um, we got married. I just really wanted to get out of my house. Um, my father was um, very abusive and um, I was kind of escaping that life uh, at the same time as I was, you know, in love. And so I um, moved in with my first soon to be husband. Um, and like I said, I was very young, um, but I didn't necessarily come from, you know, a right stable mindset, if you will. So um, I uh, got married and I was with my first husband uh, about nine years. So when I was 25 years old, um, he went out one evening and about three o'clock in the morning, the police knocked on my door to let me know that my husband was killed in an accident. And 
you know, that uh, just began a devastating traumatic experience, obviously. And, you know, when trauma occurs, um, you know, we have an enemy that completely takes advantage of that. And so um, in addition to being just completely devastated, I also was perfectly healthy. And, you know, after this traumatic event, um, I suddenly had, you know, it, it, it seemed overnight, if you will, you know, all these health issues as well. And so I immediately was um, consumed with just despair and this um, overwhelming desire to take my own life. I really, truly believed that the only way to end the pain um, that I was feeling was to take my own life. I didn't think there was an option of healing. I didn't think there was a uh, any other choice. There was no other choice in my mind. I absolutely believed the lie that that was the only way to cope. Um, the problem for me, as I saw it as a problem, is that I thought um, in my you know warped thinking at this time that I was too chicken to take my own life. You know, And as much as I wanted to end my life, I didn't think I had the courage to put a gun to my head, um, and just, you know, end things. And so this is the way that we think when we're so self-consumed mm -hmm. with, you know, the enemy's plan for our life. And so um, I was just consumed day and night of thinking about how I could end my life without actually putting a gun to my head. You know, could I, um, you know, put myself in dangerous situations? Could I, you know, what could I do? And, mm -hmm. um, so I began to drink excessively um, because I, I was so over crying myself to sleep at night. I thought, well, maybe if I just drink too much, I'll pass out every night. I mean, I just tried all these um, destructive ways to cope with the pain. And I was, um, although I you know, thought I was a Christian before the accident, um, when this happened, I absolutely blamed God. I told God I hated him. I blamed him for all of it. And so I wanted nothing to do with um, the very one who could heal me. And so I walked away from God. Um, and, you know, this whole um, being consumed with suicide um, was my secret. I didn't want anyone to know because I truly didn't want anyone to stop me. And I also didn't want anyone to feel guilty that I told them and they didn't do something and they didn't stop me because I, I really believed that, that that's what I would do, that I was going to end my life. And, um, and so I kept it a secret. And so I probably lived in this place like this for two to three years. Um, and, you know, that was my mindset. Um, and because I didn't talk about it out loud, there was no one who could give me eye opening yeah. advice, you know, <laughs> or revelation of, um, Sharon, let's talk about this warped way of thinking you've got, you know, so, so it was just my secret. And on the outside, I became this very outgoing life of the party type person, because that was how I hid what I was really planning in my life. And so I know that we hear that about folks who finally decide to take their life. All of a sudden they're, they're this in a great mood and you think nothing's wrong with them. And um, so, you know, that is an indicator, but for those folks who listen to your show and, you know, have a loved one who took their life and, 
you know, they feel guilty about it. Um, I can tell you that I didn't want it's suicide and being obsessed with wanting to take your own life because of your own pain um, is so self-consuming. You know, our, our eyes are so on us. We're consumed with our pain and our misery. It's a very selfish, selfish thing. And, you know, they call it a selfish act. Um, but you're so consumed with it. I can tell you that I did not once think about how me taking my own life would affect or hurt anyone who loved me. I didn't once think about that. Um, and so... You know, I think that that's something who for folks who have lost someone to consider because, you know, they're like, well, why didn't they why would they do this? Don't they know I love them? Don't they know I would have helped them? Um, but, you know, the enemy gets you so focused on yourself and your own pain that you don't want to think about uh, your loved ones being able to help you, even going to them for help. I mean, it never crossed my mind, even over that two or three year span that there was help out there. I mean, I was so convinced that there was no help for me and that this was the only plan um, that I wouldn't have asked for help, you know? Um, so I ended up honestly, really um, having an encounter with the Lord. Um, I came to the place where I Fortunately, had a praying mother who was praying for me, uh, having no idea that I was, you know, suffering like I was. And um, I was a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. That, you know, when you have um, um, someone in support like that, like a praying mother, right. It's, right. It's, it's really a plus. And you might right. not know about it as well. Yeah. So if you are praying for someone, don't stop. Your prayers avail much. And so uh, I ended up, you know, I was in my room one day and I suddenly had this revelation that the void in my life was not my husband. It was God. I had shut God out. And if I would allow God back in, um, there would be hope for me. And I think when we believe there is no hope, well, then life isn't worth living, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I literally fell to my face and I repented for you know, all the things I had told God for blaming him. And when I did that, um, I couldn't even open my eyes because the overwhelming, what felt like the presence and power of God came into my room. And you know how sometimes your eyes are shut, but you, you know, it's sunlight or you, right. And so I was afraid to even open my eyes. And I just knew there was the presence of God around me. And I had this amazing encounter and I knew I knew that it was over, that the pain was over. And I thought for a moment, oh, thank God, I won't cry myself to sleep anymore. Um, so after that encounter, I went to bed that night and surprisingly, I began to cry myself to sleep. And I thought, man, I thought, you know, this was over. But what I realized is that I had now begun the real healing process and the difference between crying myself to sleep the night before and crying myself to sleep this night was night and day. It had gone from cold and empty and painful to literally feeling like warmth. And I just knew that, that a healing had begun. And, um, but the main thing for me is that my hope was restored and, you know, I can't tell you that I was healed overnight, but when your hope is restored, it's a gradual process, right. Then it's, then you know that it's possible, 
you know, but I still had to battle. I believe the lie that I would always be in this pain. It would just become a manageable pain. Um, but I can tell you that that is a lie because with the Lord, he completely heals you when he heals you, it is done. And so, you know, I finally got to the place where remembering, um, you know, being married, thinking about my first husband, all of those things didn't carry pain with it any longer. And, um, you know, just, but, but the, the, you know, I mean, I can't say enough. There's really no words. I can describe all the misery, but there's no words to describe, you know, what the Lord came in and did. And, um, you know, I think, um, my advice for those who feel the way that I felt, and you just truly believe that there is no, there's no hope for this pain to go away other than to end it in the only way, you know, possible. Um, yeah, I would just encourage you to say, Jesus, if you are real, uh, you know, come into my life. Yeah, come, because, uh, you know, I'm going to end it anyway, right? So if I'm going to end it anyway, why not just give it to you and, and let's see what happens. Mm. And so, you know, at that point, you have nothing to lose. If you really feel you have nothing to lose, then hand your life over to the Lord, the one who can actually do something with it. Mm. And um, so I don't know if that answers your question fully or I left anything out yeah, thank kind of the, the short version of my long story. <laughs> yes. Thanks a lot, Sharon. You've actually said a lot. And um, what actually, you know, um, struck me while you were um, chatting with us was the fact that, um, well, before I say that, I will say that um, although your husband has um, passed away quite a, a long time ago that, you know, I, would still, I should still say, you know, um, I said my condolences or the loss, you know. But in, in saying that, what actually um, struck me was the fact that um, the fact that you were just so consumed then, you know, that um, you didn't want, you didn't share it with anybody at all. And that happens a lot with, with people. And like you said, that. Um, the the part of the um, change in character that you became this person that was so outgoing and so that change in character as well that change in in way of life is something can, that maybe parents or friends can notice and try and, and find that one thing or the other and and most importantly that hope. Because hope is a big thing. You know, when one has hope, there is no matter the challenges, you still, you have hope that and the belief that you can still do it. And um, the last episode, I I um, actually read a poem and the poem was um, titled A Shattered Glass No More. That is, um, we all go through challenges in life and we all get shattered one way or the other. But we should not think of ending it because the, the shattered glass is a test. And by, when we are mending it, it becomes a message. Now, look at how beautiful you are now on this platform and chatting. It's been, you know, you, you know the, the shattered glass has been mended now. The shattered, you know, when we look at a glass that is broken, uh -huh. you know, and you try and put it together to become, um, most of the time, it's even more beautiful than when, um, it was shattered. So um, what I'm just trying to say is that we all go through challenges in life. And the fact that someone out there is you know, feeling 
or gone through pain or trauma or whatever anybody has gone through and they're thinking that, oh, um, the last result or just, you know, that voice saying, that line voice saying that, you know, just end it, end it, end it. Uh-huh. You have to say no, you know, although it's not easy. It's easier said than done. Someone will say out there. But um, if you can fully just say no and like Sharon said, you know, even even if you don't, um, it's not everybody that knows um, um, the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. But, you know, give it a try. Give it a chance because that is um, a big help in terms of support, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And we should not be, um, you know, we should not be on our own. We should always try and ask for help from our family, from trusted family and friends. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope that this has really um, helped someone out there and parents and guidance as well to to understand and be able to observe some of the um, inhibiting um, factors that happen with people going through these feelings and not saying it. Like Sharon just said, she, she didn't say it to any... I was about to ask that question that didn't you even utter a word to anybody, you know? So that that is... Um, the consuming factor because you were just, you know, um, thinking, but that doesn't make you um, self-centered or anything. It's just because of everything that was going on um, at that time and too much. But I'm very grateful and happy that you're here and you're doing well. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, doing very well, in fact, you know, so and smiling and looking beautiful. So, So for everyone out there as well, don't give up. Don't, um, if you're feeling um, down or feeling um, one pain or the other, just um, shout out to someone, um, maybe a trusted person. And especially if you know the Lord, that helps a big deal right. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, to um, not just manage things, but to actually um, make everything right. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Sharon, before we... No, I mean, um, well, yeah, I'll just end on this, I guess. I mean, um, I love your shattered glass uh, analogy. You know, it reminds me of the scripture where God makes beauty from ashes. Yeah. And, um, you know, the Lord um, spoke to me recently that, you know, when he came and met me in that place in my in my room when I was on my face, he could have healed me of everything. Remember, I, I ended up with all these health issues, but he only delivered me from the spirit of suicide at that mm-hmm. time. And then from that, he taught me how to go to war with his scripture for the promises in his word. And because of that journey, um, I'm able to now, you know, lead this ministry called Women at War that, you know, he birthed, he named, he launched and teach other women how to you know, destroy the enemy in their lives and go after the promises of his word and achieve them because we're promised the victory. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so for me, you know, having come full circle now, almost 50, well, I can't say let's do that was over 25 years ago. right? (laughs) Um, So it's a long journey in the making, but Mm -hmm. you know, now is the time. And so I absolutely, um, 
walk in the joy and the love that I get to do this today. Um, and it's all out of what the enemy tried to destroy, right? The enemy, what the enemy tried to do um, for harm, the Lord turned around and used for his good. And so that is hope, right? And so we don't know what's in store for our future, but we know that we have an enemy that wants us to believe there's no hope for our future. But God can take anyone and anything and nothing's impossible for him. And so... I just want to say thank you again for um, hosting, um, you know, a, a podcast and a platform like this that really speaks to to the people out there who aren't speaking to others about this. Yeah. So I just pray that this reaches them um, Amen. with your heart and your desire to help in that way. And um, and God really blesses this and uses it in, in a phenomenal way, more than you can imagine. Yes. Amen. Thank you. So on that note, I will um, I'll bring our um, chat to an end, but definitely not an end because we're going to meet soon again with um, someone else that will be bringing as well that will chat with us in terms of her world, um, you know, um, her story as well. And um, hopefully very soon we'll be um, um, hosting a virtual summit on the same topic, why suicide, why not? and live and that will be end of um august so um be on the lookout for that and like we see on this um, platform keep on smiling keep laughing and know that there is always a way out out of any mess a good way i must say yes so take care of yourselves god bless and ciao bye now bye bye <laughs> bye